Did you know that ice cream isn't really ice at all? It's actually a foam. Yep, and that's why they're changing the name to Cold Sweet Cream Foam. And that's the way it should be. episode of the Cephalopodcast. This is the only podcast hosted by a giant squid. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those solely of the giant squid extravaganza and do not necessarily reflect the views and values of any human or podcast network affiliate. Well, let's get down to business. Winter is coming and you know what that means. Pretty much nothing here in Florida. But in the rest of the world, winter is the time of year that ice cream comes from. Yep, all summer long, you've been eating your ice cream. But did you know that ice cream is not a summer food? It's really a winter food. Yummy! What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Pistachio? Cookie dough? Buttered toast? Seaweed? My favorite ice cream is my person. I just can't get enough of that stuff. That's why I'm proud to say that this week's Sephardah podcast is sponsored by Frosty the Snow Squid's Cream and Cone. That's right. Come on down to Frosty the Snow Squid's Ice Cream Parlor and order your favorite flavor. Just select the mammal you want the cream to come from. At Frosty the Snow Squid's Cream and Cone, there is a wide variety of cetacean cream to choose from. Tired of regular bovine-based dairy products? Look no further. Try a chocolate malt sperm whale shake or a black raspberry porpoise banana split. At Frosty the Snow Squid's Cream and Cone, with over 40 big watering flavors and over 20 mammal milks to choose from, you'll be able to find just the right icy sweet treat for your eclectic tastes. Frosty the Snow Squid's ice cream parlor is a family-friendly environment, so bring down the baby squids. That's right, there's squiddy cones for them. And if you mention the Cephala podcast the next time you go to Frosty the Snow Squid's, you'll receive 20% off and a free upgrade to a waffle cone. Now that's a giant deal from a giant squid. Frosty the Snow Squids is open year-round, so you'll always be able to get your toroid brain frozen no matter what season it is. Frosty the Snow Squids Creaming Cone, just off Route 1B. Tell them the giant squid extravaganza sent you. I'll tell you, when I get a Frosty the Snow Squids ice cream cone, my beak is stuck inside the cone before you can say Frosty the Snow Squids Creaming Cone. That's right, it's stuck in there before you can say Frosty the Snow Squids Creaming Cone. Say it with me, Frosty the Snow Squids Creaming Cone. You'll never feel warm again. Frosty the Snow Squids Creaming Cone, putting the ice in nice. Oh, what's that guitar? It's time for another segment of Cooking with the Giant Squid Stravaganza? Well, okay.
This week, we're making toast over easy. You know, Theodore Roosevelt once said, nothing in this world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, and difficulty. No kind of life is worth leading if it's always an easy life. Sobering words from a teddy bear who grew up to become president. But fortunately, I'm here to let you know that where life may be a horrific and unending slog, the same doesn't need to be true of making toast. Now, when we're making toast over easy, we're going to use some different equipment than we normally use. You see, a typical toaster, whether it's the pop-up style or oven style, is designed so that there are heating elements on both sides of the bread. And that's great when you want both sides of the bread to be toasted the same. But today, we want one side done medium and the other side done light. Or maybe we want it a little less than light. Hmm. All right, now, fellas. Yeah? What's lighter than being light? Ice light. Huh? What? That doesn't doesn't make any sense. I said, now, what's lighter than being light? Ice light. No, no, that's wrong. I, it, it's bright light. Bright light is lighter than being light. So, if you want one side of your toast done medium and the other side done bright light, then you need to be able to make your toast over easy. Fortunately for you, it's not hard to do. So, you start with a slice of bread, or as I like to call it, the slice of future toast. Get some bread at the grocery store. It's not really bread, it's future toast. So, since we are making toast over easy, we can forget the toaster. We're gonna go a little more rustic on the first step here. So get a flat pan and place it over a flame. Then into that pan, throw that slice of future toast. If you want, you can fry the toast in butter until it gets to a medium brown. The butter helps with the color if you care about that sort of thing, but personally, I care more about taste than anything, and the butter helps with that too, especially if it's dolphin butter. Now that we've roasted one side of the toast to a perfect medium, we need to get the other side to be bright light. To do this, we will need an oxidizing agent. Now, you could throw some powdered bleach on that toast and call it a day, but if you did that, that would be your last day. And I need you to stick around on this planet to tell the rest of the humans that they're really messing it up. So, we will instead use a slightly safer method. Remember, you are never completely safe in the kitchen, especially if you are following my directions. And that's the way it should be. Do you know about hydrogen peroxide? It's basically just your old pal water, a.k.a. H2O, with some extra oxygen, earning it the nickname H2O2. Sometimes their mom mixes up their names, but who can blame her? What mom doesn't occasionally mix up the names of her beloved children, or eggs, or pets, or molecules? It's a lot of stress being a mom, and I'm glad I'm not one. Love you, mom. Okay, so... To make hydrogen peroxide, or H2O2, take some respirating seaweed and agitate it in a beaker full of water using a glass rod or a metal spatula. 
The extra oxygen from the respiration will fuse to the H2O if you cast the appropriate bonding spell. My introduction to physical chemistry audio spellbook is available online for the low price of $9.99. So make sure you pick it up at the used bookstore before the next semester starts. The spell to bond H2O with oxygen goes like this. Once you cast the spell, the seaweed will disappear and go to seaweed heaven or seaweed hell, and your beaker will be full of hydrogen peroxide, or H2O2. This will be our oxidizing agent that will turn the toast bright light. Fill a squirt bottle with your fresh H2O2 and then lightly miss the side of the toast you wish to make bright light. Just to note of safety here, make sure you wear giant goggles. You don't want the mist to go into your giant eyes. You will need to cry giant tears to get the poison mist out. Also, Note that you are going to have to wait around while the toast brightly lightens, since the H2O2 is not safe to ingest for any sort of animal, and that includes humans, who think they are better than animals, but really are selfish monkeys deep inside. So, wait an hour or ten in the bright sunlight for the ultraviolet radiators from our closest star to break the tenuous bonds of the hydrogen peroxide, or H2O2, and turn it back into water and oxygen and a seaweed ghost. Write down your observations and conclusions in your lab book. Where do you think went right? Where do you think went wrong? What would you try differently next time you make toast? If you followed all of these steps correctly, you should be able to relish in the beauty of the toast you just made. The beauty of toast over easy. Thanks for joining me this week on Cooking with the Giant Squid Stravaganza. Turn on the bright lights! Fun fact! Did you know that squids are attracted to bright lights? Yep! That's why when squids die and journey down that blue tunnel in the afterlife, they always make it to heaven. Always. Yep, heaven is crowded with squids. And that's the way it should be. That's why they call it squid heaven. Maybe you'll get there someday. Squid heaven. It's that time of year. Tune in next week for the Giant Squid Stravaganza's annual Squidmas Special, featuring song. Toast is toasting in my toaster fire. Pageant. How can we give the baby squids a nice Squidmas if we forgot to pay the internet bill? Snow. Ice. Recipes! Then to cant another gallon of seal nog into the stew. And wind. <laughs> and bubbles. And the star. That's right. Next week's episode of the Cephalopodcast will be so full of Squidmas cheer 
that your three hearts were warm enough to melt that icy sludge up at the top of the water. Don't miss it. Squidmas only comes once a year. I am so excited. I can't take it anymore. Squidmas is coming. Dear Dream Diary, this morning I slept late and had a dream that I had been skipping Spanish class all year without realizing it. And so the principal wasn't going to let me graduate unless I agreed to trade places with her for one day. Like sand in a clam, these are the days in our lake. Last week on Days in Our Lake, the giant squid Stravaganza and his newly discovered twin brother met a sewer monster who could only survive on highly refined crude oil. When I finally escaped from the laboratory, I made my way into these sewers and I've been siphoning fuel from car tanks in the streets above ever since. And so our story continues. Surely it must have been illegal for the oil companies to do these experiments on humans. It used to be, but the oil corporations just lobbied the government and got Congress members to add riders to must-pass budget legislation. If anyone protested, they were given a campaign donation. We must put an end to this, and we must help you find a new diet. When humanity cannot save itself, it falls to... The Giant Squid Stravaganza! Responsibility calls. We must break into the laboratory and see if we can find a cure. Are you with me? Mm, okay. Mm, I guess I'll go. And you, unidentified sewer monster, will you join us on our quest for justice? No. I mean, I appreciate the help and all, but I'm not going back to the lab. I see. Then we must fold your head without you. Which way to the oil company testing facility? Okay, so you follow this tunnel for about a mile, turn left when it starts to get really deep, and then it's just a few blocks down. Well, when we have found the cure, we shall return. But until then, keep this hope alive in your heart. It is a hope that one day we shall overcome humanity's dependence on fossil fuels. No longer shall we be force-fed from the destructive teat of the oil companies. No longer shall coal plants belch their black death into our atmosphere as they turn the generators that power our cities. No longer shall the leaky drilling probes be poked down into our watery homes. No longer shall the fuel economy rig- Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard this before. Tune in next week to find out if our heroes are as good at breaking in as they are at breaking out. I don't know. Do you see anything we can squeeze through? When our story continues. everyone, that's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. Big thanks to Frosty the Snow Squid's Cream and Cone Ice Cream Parlor for all the delicious icy sweet treats. And thanks to all the listeners. You know who you are. 
don't forget to tune in next week for the Giant Squid Stravaganza's annual Squidmas special here on the Cephala Podcast. I hope you've been a good squid this year. Giant Squid Rocks at Uhudacom. Giant Squid Rocks at Uhudacom. Giant Squid Rocks at Uhudacom. That's my email. Giant Squid Rocks at